This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning into UBS Global Research Pod Hub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Ryan Bell, and in this episode, we're going to be talking to Jay Soul, U.S. Softlines Analyst, about the important issue of student loan payment moratoriums. A Supreme Court decision is expected to be reached at the end of August to early September. In this episode, we'll explore the meaningful impacts of student loan payments on consumer spending and detail the number of consumers impacted. Jay, would you be able to speak to the impacts that you're expecting across your space? Thanks, Ryan. So, you know, student loans has been an important issue for the last three years. Um, when COVID started, the U.S. government announced a moratorium on all payments of student loan interest in principle. And just to put some numbers around it, why this is important, about 40 million people in the United States have a student loan. And of those 40 million people, 90% of those people borrowed money from the federal government, um, you know, for their student loan. So when people, uh, when the government said that they don't, people don't have to pay pay their interest or pay any principal back around March of 2020, um, it led to a significant source of savings for consumers. Um, our estimate is that over the last three plus years, consumers have saved over 500 billion dollars um, from not having to make any student loan payments. Now the issue is because the pandemic is over and the government said it's over. Um, you know there has been uh, talk that a lot of the stimulus that was given because of the pandemic now is going to reverse. Um, what's been complicating the issue is that there's also a lot of talk of debt forgiveness. Um, there's been a push to forgive uh, debts for some borrowers, not all, but some. And uh, the, you know, there's a lot of debate and there's been a, a case that the Supreme Court heard in February that they're probably going to decide on in a couple of weeks, where once that passes, I think consumers are really going to know what to expect around having to start paying their student loans again. And Ryan, to your point, you know, our guess and our estimate is that um, people will start to um, have to start paying at the end of August, beginning of September. And if we think about the incremental impact on consumers, it's probably about $75 billion on an annualized basis. And, you know, there's a couple of different reasons for that that we can get into, but like $75 billion is, you know, almost about half a percentage point of total consumer spending. So in the world of, you know, companies, maybe it doesn't sound like a big number relative to, you know, other numbers, but it's pretty big if there's a 50 base point headwind on overall industry growth that's coming starting at the end of August, beginning of September, you know, that's meaningful. Interesting. And uh, if you're looking at some of the impacts or some of the areas where you'd see consumer spending uh, impacted the most from the work that you've done, uh, what would you discuss that as or call that out as? Well, what's interesting about the issue is that, you know, a lot of people are wondering, you know, who are, you know, who are the consumers that have student loans? You know, what, what are their demographic characteristics? And, you know, we've done a lot of work um, talking to consumers and, and figuring out who these customers are. And what we've discovered is that student loan consumers are, you know, significantly younger than the average U.S. adult. Uh, they're more likely to be female. Uh, they're more likely to be single. Uh, they have um, graduated, you know, by definition, done more 
completed more higher education than the average person. And as a result, they have jobs that are a little bit more managerial in nature. And so they're making um, about an average income right now compared to the overall U.S. population. And what's interesting, if you ask them about their views on fashion, you know, these people are consumers who really like fashion. They like brands. They like to be on trend. They're willing to pay full price for something if they see something cool in the store or online. And what we found is that, you know, the overlap between student loan consumers and the core customers of a lot of the apparel and footwear companies is very high. So this is an issue that's directly impactful to the softline companies because, you know, the people who are going to have to start allocating, you know, dollars and their resources back to student loans and away from discretionary purchases, you know, these people are the core customers of a lot of apparel and footwear companies. So that's why it's a pretty big issue. And I think what, you know, what we have seen over the last 18 months and that there's been some pretty significant macroeconomic headwinds out there. For example, inflation. You know, inflation has been impacting people's ability to spend. And it's been impacting, you know, people who have student loans ability to spend. And what we've seen is that when people have had to defer purchases, um, you know, because their wallets are being a little bit squeezed by inflation, they're deferring, you know, the more discretionary items, which means they're not going to defer their rent. People are going to pay their rent. They're not going to defer buying food. Obviously, everybody needs to eat. Um, what they'll defer is things you know they really don't have to have, like another pair of shoes or a shirt. And what's interesting is that apparel and footwear is the are the categories that consumers have deferred the most over the last eighteen months. So you know, and entertainment is something that people will defer, but they haven't done deferred that as much as they have apparel and footwear. You know, people still want to go on vacation. People still want to spruce up their home. So people are deferring a lot of different items, but the one they're deferring the most is apparel and footwear. So the concern is that as we get into this period in September, when people start to have to pay back their student loans, where that money's gonna come from is that money where they would have otherwise spent it on apparel and footwear. And that's why it's even a bigger issue for the apparel and footwear companies compared to just overall retail. And, and how well do you think that this issue is understood? And was there any interesting feedback that you got um, after your publication? I think the issue is becoming well understood, but I think the important thing is that there was a lot of debate, like we mentioned earlier, about the potential for a lot of student loans to be forgiven. You know, potentially about 25% of student loans, you know, could have been forgiven. And I think there's a lot of questions out there about, well, maybe there'll be new rules made up so people can, you know, get relief from their student loan, even if the debt isn't completely forgiven. But now post the debt ceiling debate and, you know, post the, the trial that was in the Supreme Court, I think people are coming around to this idea that, yeah, people who have student loans are really going to have to start paying back their interest again and principal. Um, and that's why, you know, this issue has become really front and center. People trying to put some pen to paper around figuring out what impact this will have on consumer spending. Thanks for all that context, Jay. Um, and ultimately, how do you see this playing out in the marketplace? Well, we feel it's going to be a pretty significant headwind on uh, consumer spending and specifically on consumer spending as it relates to apparel and footwear. You know, so I mentioned that the headwind on overall consumer spending could be about 50 basis points, but our view is that it will really, that the, where consumers adjust their spending will be much more concentrated on the discretionary categories. So for example, we think it could be like a 200 or 300 basis point impact on the overall sales growth rate for apparel and footwear. Now to put that in context, if we go back to the great financial crisis of 2008 and 2009, sales were down about 4% each of those years. So we're talking about a recessionary type of impact on apparel and footwear 
industry sales just from the student loan issue. And obviously, never mind the fact there's also a lot of other macro headwinds that are out there. So we think this is a this is a big deal. That's why there's a lot of talk about it. And it's just something to be mindful of as we get into the back half of the year. Well, that wraps this up. Thank you for visiting the UBS Research Pod Hub and be sure to tune in again for more investment insights. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content and has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regular or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2023. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.